So, guys, the strangest thing happened to me today. So what happened was, a guy in a hood um, tried to stab me with a knife, but the knife was in his finger, but I think he's missing a finger, and that's how he got the knife in his finger. Anyway, he tried to stab me, but it was merely hallucination, and I actually ended up, like, trying to fight this guy. But then the, but then a real guy showed up in my porch, and he, uh, he, uh, stabbed me and I died. Um, okay, uh, well, I'm pretty sure that dream means that you, uh, are stressful about buying a car. Well, that stress would mean feeling, and I didn't feel anything out of this movie. Chris, anyway. It sounds like, Chris, Chris, it sounds like you took someone's money who's actually a pretty good actor, and you made a shitty movie with it. <laughs> Well, if I did that, at least I would have felt something. Welcome to the Miser Movie Podcast. Here's the theme. Here's the theme. Theme song to the theme that's coming soon. But it hasn't come yet. Once it comes, I'll shut up till it does. Here I am. Alex, it's playing. You're singing over it. I'm sorry, everybody. Alex was talking over the theme. <laughs> Let me explain something here. So, to save know. space on my computer, I'm playing the audio. I'm playing the Skype call through my phone and the phone speaker into the what microphone. Happened? And so I'm playing the audio from the theme through the phone speaker, and Alex and Zach cannot hear it. And so... You didn't explain that part. I told you, you would have to go silent. I went silent. Because you were just doing it through his speaker. Oh. But then when I didn't hear anything at all, I'm sure, it'll, I'm sure it'll come out great. I don't know what the song was, so I'm sure it'll be perfect. It's in the, it, it's, in the, it's, in the it's in the, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the chat, Alex. You can listen to it whenever you want. No, I know, want. but it's also too late now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. That, I mean, it's recorded. Get a point so, right. however it sounds, so, how it sounds. Welcome to the Master Movie Podcast. Uh, we watched Assassin's Creed. Um, yes, we did. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank God I was multitasking while I was watching this, because I don't know what I would have done with myself, honestly. Oh, it's boring as hell. Like, it, it really is like a horribly boring movie. I paid attention when I watched Oh, this. no. Gonna, is this another Norm of the North, or is this just another... Like, no, I th- I've got a pretty good idea. Um, sadly, I'm going to be in and out of this. Most of my, my thoughts will be like verbal. But I will say, I, I felt when I was watching this the same way I felt when I watched Ang Lee's Hulk or Watchmen by Zack Snyder or Sucker Punch by Zack Snyder. This reminds me a lot of Sucker Punch, actually. But like, it, it just, it, uh, there's a lot of style. There's a lot of flash. There's a lot of slow-mo. There's a lot of craft. There's a lot of real painstaking work behind visuals, but those visuals don't say or mean anything. And yeah. it's awful. Uh, 
Alex, I know you and I, we briefly spoke about this last week, about kind of how I felt about this movie. Would you say you would agree with me in that? I, I kind of said this This felt like it should, it was like, we, we kind of like got half a story, <laughs> really? The, no, we didn't get a story. No, we, we, we got a story, it's just one of our characters, we jump in on the back end of their story during their climax, and the other character, we jump in on the front end and we don't get an end to yeah, it, it, it's hard because uh, the, there are there are no real clearly defined heroes or villains. You yes. just have your main character and what journey he's going through. And the journey he's going through almost certainly seems like it's fueled by some sort of medication. It's just like it's not processed. <laughs> it's just not real. It's not fluid. He yeah. doesn't really. You don't know what his goals. They're like. Get the, you got. We got to figure out what this A thing is, but you need to go into this thing willingly. And he's like, "Why didn't you just say that from the beginning?" And they're like, "Because we didn't know if you'd ever want to go in willingly." It's like none of it makes any sense. And then yeah. he's sitting there and he's like learning to fight through hallucinations of his old ancestor. And I don't know. He just you don't. We don't even know who this guy is before they pick him up. Yeah. Um. So we just have no idea what his journey is if we don't even know where he starts. Yeah. Um, I think it probably is helpful before we get really deep into this movie uh, to really talk about the history of the franchise briefly. Oh, right. Okay, hold on. Let me give you your... Uh... My clock? I'm going to give you your clock, yeah. I mean, it's, it's only going to take, like, maybe ten minutes. That's about it. Oh, whoops. Do you, bro, do you? Okay. It, it, um... it really is just a, a really interesting, like, history, actually. Alright, stand by. Hold on, I gotta okay. fix this thing. Oh, gosh dang it! D -d okay, there we go. Alright, um. Stand by. This is amazing audio, everybody. What'd you say, I 10 know. minutes? I can probably do it in 10 minutes, yeah. Okay, let's just be safe then. I'll give you your. Just a standard. quick brief history. We don't really have to talk about the story of the game. Kind of how the game came to how the game came to be and how the movie came to be. That's okay. Basically. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Go. So, Assassin's Creed as a video game series, I'm gonna emphasize as a video game movie. Uh, initially took inspiration from a book called Alamut, which is written by a uh, a Slavian guy who basically probably was on a bajillion drugs when he wrote it. All right. About um, a historical event that took place in the 11th century about Hassan E. Sabah, who formed the organization known as the Hassassins, which is a real organization of basically Arabian. Um, uh, Arabian extremists who went around and killed people. Uh, and they, you know, they basically went around, did a bunch of stuff. It, uh, the name comes from the name of their fortress that was in, um, in, um, in, uh, Iran called Almat. Uh, it's a real place you can visit. Um, and basically, uh, the whole idea is that it's this guy's experience in it, and eventually that became the influence for the first Assassin's Creed game, uh, which was great. Uh, and the other big thing is that this video game franchise was originally built upon a spinoff of Prince of Persia. That which, is, I forgot about that. Yep, 
it's a Prince of Persia spinoff game, actually. Um, where they took the idea from Sands of Time with the uh, the parkour and everything, and they added that into the concepts of Arabian assassins, basically. And that's kind of where they, they got the initial idea. Uh, it being a video game series, uh, the sci-fi elements was always going to be a part of it. Um, the initial idea is that you have modern-day people using a uh, mechanical device to relive the memories of their ancestors, and in doing that, they gain those experiences and the knowledge that, that set the person they are viewing's knowledge. So, you know, it follows basically this guy who's following his ancestor who was uh, an assassin at Almut. Uh, and, uh, and it goes through this and it has a bunch of sci-fi elements to it. And it's a really interesting concept and it's one of the highest grossing film franchise, uh, video game franchises of all time. It's won many, many awards. It's storytelling was great. And the, the kind of interesting thing is that this was always a series that people thought eventually would get a movie because its story really really kind of spoke to the film medium because it's a very visual uh, game. It's not as much about the gameplay. While the gameplay is a big part of it, you know, it's a very thing. It's a very uh, visual medium to work with. And uh, this game, this movie kind of came into place because uh, Ubisoft, the company that makes the video games, started their own film company uh, called Ubisoft Motion Pictures where they also were working on another uh, video game franchise uh, called, um, uh, they were working on, I believe, Uncharted. Or no, they came in the the hearing of Uncharted. They heard about Uncharted getting made, and they wanted to compete with that, so they decided that. And they actually have two more movies in development right now that are pretty, pretty big that are probably going to make something happen, which is the Far Cry franchise and the Watchdog franchise. Um, but, uh, so yeah, uh, base, and so basically, uh, Michael Fassbender jumped onto this, this franchise. Uh, he, people always said Michael Fassbender should play, uh, the main character, Desmond Miles, and, cause he looks like him, and as kind of, kind of a similar story to kind of how Ryan Reynolds became Deadpool is, they always joked that, you know, Ryan Reynolds was Deadpool, and then Ryan Reynolds became Deadpool. Uh, kind of same deal with Michael Fassbender, who uh, jumped on, put his own money into this. I want to emphasize, he he basically funded this movie himself alongside Ubisoft and all the other companies that that did this. And, uh, and yeah, so, and they, they got a director who at the time wasn't really much of anything they they uh they got um the guy who did snowtown which supposedly was a very solid movie that did very well uh and this guy was also working on Macbeth, which i believe also has michael fassbender in it yeah am i correct in that alex we're gonna find uh, out uh, he's gone whatever uh <laughs> it, it, it's and they did uh, basically also did Macbeth, which was supposedly going to be a very solid movie. Had a lot going into it, uh, and yeah, that's kind of how it came forward. And this movie was for a long time just kind of in development hell because people didn't really know how to do this correctly, and the script was having a lot of issues. 
and Ubisoft was fighting a lot with trying to get the correct story together. And I think it really shows that they kind of, they just kind of agreed and they're like, all right, all right, we'll just do it. And we got this movie. Okay. The 2015 version of Macbeth. Yes. was with Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. Oh, good. Okay. So, uh, I, yeah, it was a brief history lesson on the franchise and kind of how this movie came together. So now that you guys are, have Assassin's Creed fresh in your minds, it's time for the news. What news is that? Frozen 2! Oh, yeah. Uh, so I saw the trailer today. That um, They're going to Canada. I don't know, I don't know what they're doing. Um, no, they're going but, to Canada. Uh, the, the interesting thing is I wasn't the biggest fan of the, of the original Frozen. Neither I was I. What? Neither was I. Trust me, neither was I. I actually have, have not seen it, and I'm not planning on seeing it. Don't. Uh, the most experience I have with the story... Oh, what? Stand by, everybody. We were experiencing technical difficulties. Put myself through, what was it? A 30-minute, 30 or 45-minute short film with Olaf... Sorry about that, everybody. We were... we. I just dropped for all of a sudden... So, we're back. Chris? Hello? Sorry, somehow I dropped out of the call. Um, I had to pause the recording. Oh. But, um, oh. we get it. You don't like Frozen. Um. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of it. But the trailer looks really cool. It looks very pretty. I'm very excited to see where it goes. It's the superhero have, movie. I have some other things I do want to talk about, though. Um, hold on. Let me see if there's anything in movies that I want to talk about. Um... Fine. Have you guys seen Anthony Daniels on Twitter recently? Yeah, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Funny is what you describe that as? Maybe. It's downright, like, bullying at this point. It's not even teasing. It's, like, bullying this fan base into, into like... Because he's, like... He's teasing something for the um, for the episode nine, I think, title. But he's like being very like he's giving bit little bits and pieces, and it's driving everybody insane, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> Alex, are you still on the call, or are you not here? He might be. He's muted. He said he'd be in and out. That's okay. Uh, there is a couple other things I do want to talk about. Go. Uh, these are more generic film things, less uh, less things you're interested in. Oh, go. What? Go. Uh, well, we got a Child's Play trailer this week. I missed that. <laughs> I, I That must be a reason I uh, missed that. I mean, I don't think you want to watch a horror movie. Nope. Uh, but Audrey Plaza's in the new Chucky movie, and that's really cool. Uh, we also got a Pet Cemetery trailer, which is cool. I've seen stills but, uh, of that. I want nothing to do with it. Kitties! Anyways, um, the, uh, the, the more thing that I think you're more interested in, that I think people would be more generically interested in, is uh, uh, Disney's releasing Spark Shorts by uh, Pixar this week that are going to be on the Disney Plus streaming service. 
and Sparkly. they're really good. <laughs> they're really, really good. I think I own a pair and, of those. And I kind of want at least one of them to be nominated for an Academy Award next year. Well, we'll see. Uh, there's one specific one that I do want nominated because it's really good. Speaking of the Academy, Actually, it's in hell. What? The Academy's in hell. Did you hear about this? Kinda, yeah. Um, they are not going to, um, televise best cinematography or best editing. That doesn't surprise me. And everybody's pissed. Yeah, probably. It's just, it's actually, it's actually quite amazing. It's like, <laughs> it's actually quite oh, funny. Yeah. I thought uh, it was funny. Sorry to go back to this, but, uh. These two spark shorts are, like, really good. Uh, Pearl is one I think is really important. It's about female empowerment. And then Smash and Grab is kind of a spiritual sequel to Wally, which is kind of cool. Wally. Yeah. Oh, my timer's still going. Stop that. Reset. There we go. Move on. All right. Uh, but the big concept behind this is that Pixar has launched this program, basically, where they, um... They are going to use their talent, their in-house talent, a lot of their young in-house talent, to work on these shorts that are just going to get released on the Disney streaming service and get viewed a lot. And they're, they're a lot smaller, but they're, they're, the idea is that they have very straight-to-the-point stories that are very interesting. Mm. Okay. Yep. So the idea is that they're kind of bite-sized Pixar bites. So we get more Pixar per year because they'll be releasing these Spark shorts in like in like releases of two or, th- or three or four at a time. And we got our first three free on YouTube, which is really cool. Nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Did anything else come out? Um. Let me look up movie news. Okay. Well, uh, you, while you do that, um, what and else? I really is- care about. Alex, stop moving. There you go. Oh, uh, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy got canned. Oh, did it now? Now That's what I'm reading. Oh, really? Cite your source. What I'm reading. Cite your source. I want to see it. Uh, Screen Rant. Oh, they never liked. They never liked him in the first place. No, but I guess. uh, No, I don't trust that. I don't trust that at all. I hear is that multiple sources are saying it. Multiple sources from who? Uh, according to Super Mo- Bro Movies, which is a website. Who are they? Around- I don't know. Exactly. I don't trust this story. Uh, uh, I do not trust let's it. Let's see what else. How old is the article? Uh, 58 minutes. Ball. I'd say give it some time and let it gestate, and then probably we'll see if more people pick it up. Yeah. But that I wouldn't be surprised, and both it kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it. Within minutes ago, yeah, it, it just kind of broke. Okay, hold on. I I I've got to. I've got to make sure. That it's a it's a legit thing. Stand by. Internet, please. I'm talking to my Looks friends like on the phone. Two, three movie news. 
Cruz, HN, um... Okay, we're good. HN Entertainment, yeah. Looks like multiple places have just broken up. Well, we'll see if it trends on Twitter. If it doesn't trend on Twitter, then I don't believe it. Well, Screen Ranch reported it. That's a pretty big thing. Well, Screen Ranch never liked them. Doesn't matter if Screen Rant liked them. They report what they hear. It... Yeah, when what they hear is cra- trash. I'm with I'm with Alex. Let's just let's just let it let's yeah, let, let it let breathe. It oh, uh, one other thing. Uh, Josh Brolin joined Dune. Oh yeah, that's coming out. Why? In the world yeah. did that just happen? Hold on, stand by. Okay, we're good now. We're good. Gotta get to a safe place. We're good. We're good. Yeah, this cast actually looks really good. Yeah. Hold on. Let me look at the. Let me look at this. Dune. Dune. Let me see if I can pull up the cast list so far. I don't even know what the heck Dune is, but I like Denis Villeneuve. It's sci-fi epic, a lot like Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Hopefully, it's not. Um, uh, what's a good Alex. Briefly talking about um, the um, the Child's Play trailer. Audrey Plaza, right? Yes, with Audrey Plaza. No, but I mean, she looks good in it. She, like, she hasn't really no. done it before, I don't think. Not that I know No, it looks good. So does, uh... If I remember correctly, she did a lot of... She's done a ton of comedy, which is, you know, where she got her start. Not really sure what her horror background is, but she may have done one or two. Yeah, I don't think she did anything too crazy yet. Oh my gosh! So also, Rebecca Ferguson. Sorry. What? That cemetery looks scary too. Oh my god! Yes, I have a friend who's a big Stephen King fan, and she's been talking the world about that. Um. See, um Yeah, it looks like she's basically done comedy. That's about it. Okay, well that cast is solid. I'll take it. Um, okay. Technically, would you say her role in Legion's kinda of more horror y? I've never seen I've never seen Legion. No. No, I didn't think so. And antagonistic. Yeah. Fantasy, but not really horror. Yeah. Okay. Um. Moving on. Um. Is there anything else that we may, may have missed? Somebody die or something? Not that I know. Not that I know. Okay. Well then, Assassin's Creed. Yes. Uh, get the bottles of rum out. Um. <laughs> So this movie, um, so I was multitasking when I was watching this movie because like 15 minutes in, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a bore. I need to do something while I'm doing this, which I've never done before. Like I've never, none of the movies that we've ever reviewed have driven me to the point of boredom like this. Um, so like, where do, where do we even start? Like, I never really understood. Sorry. I did miss one thing. Okay, Sorry. go ahead. 
We got to see Will Smith as the genie finally. Oh my god, people were freaking out about that. Uh I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna give it a chance. At first glance it It's really off putting. It looks really stupid. I'm gonna be honest. Very, very CGI. Very CGI. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm not I, gonna. I kind of, I, I kind of like the, uh, the, um, the Arrested Development jokes that people have been posting about it. But that's about it. <laughs> Should have been Danny DeVito, apparently. I, I'm, I'm with Chris. I think I'm gonna give it a chance. That's probably smart. So, okay. Assassin's back Creed. To back to Willow. Um, the only time I ever saw something that I was like, full on, I don't like this, I will not give it a chance, is Jared Leto's Joker. I looked at that and I was like, nope, nope. I said a guess. Okay. Assassin's Creed. You know, that video game movie that everybody thought was going to be the one to uh, break the streak. But no. It was not I to be. I think it kind of did. It's it like did not, not. It's it's just boring. That's the real problem. No, it. it's no, it's ridiculous beyond that. Beyond its boredom, there is just ridiculousness that it uh, just does not overcome. Where do we even yeah. start? Well, what do you think the story of this movie is? Like. I don't know, honestly. What the heck? So, okay. Um, so this guy named Cal has his mom murdered by his dad, which is never really explained even later on. Even though I didn't... If it was, I didn't really pick up on the explanation. It didn't sound like an explanation to me. Um, so... Like... And so, like, and then he is in death row for killing a pimp. And then once he's put under, he finally um, is taken to Abstergo for experiments with this thing called the Animus, which takes him back, which um, helps him synchronize with his ancestor, Aguilar. Um, and, like, and then he, and we watch him kick a bunch of butt. Uh, trying to chase after the the apple of Eden, which will control the free will of mankind, um, which is not exactly biblically accurate. Um, so that's the whole thing. Jeremy Irons is in it. Um, he really needs to pick a better better roles and needs a new agent, kind of like Zac Efron. Um, so. And then Marion Cotillard's in it. She's in it for the science. Like, I don't believe in God. I only believe in science. You've not been baptized? Um, so, 10 points whoever gets the reference. Um, so... 10 points for Gryffindor. What? That's a 10 points for Gryffindor. Oh, I see, I see. Um, well, only uh, if you get the no. reference. Um, after, th so then the way it ends is, like, he nearly goes insane, and he 
<laughs> he goes insane because of all these hallucinations, but they're not really like hallucinations. Is that is that what you took that ending as? Wow. What? This is is this your actual like what you actually think the movie? Was no. About? So the movie ends with like they escape from the they all escape from the facility, right? And like then they learn the location of the apple, and like they get the apple with no resistance because the assassins wait until they're in the open when they like during that whole time. Like, between them getting the apple and them showing it off, they could have used it. And the assassins could have done everything they could to get it back. So that falls on both parties, how stupid they are. So they wait until they show it off. And then Marion Cotillard's, like, all her science stuff was for naught. Cal escapes and is now an assassin after seeing a... A message from the ethereal plane from all the other assassins in his uh, bloodline. Uh-huh. And um, so then he becomes an assassin. He confronts Marion Cotillard and it's like this whole like now pronoun game. And so then he just walks up behind Jeremy Irons and slits his throat. And gets away yep. with it. With the apple. She... Yep. Marion Cotillard walks up to his body is just like, oh, that's a thing. She walks outside, looks to the sky, and then they have the assassins have the apple, sequel bait, blah, 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 blah. It's a very boring movie. How do you mess this up? A lot of stuff happens in it. So, I'm gonna probably restate what I was talking to last week. How do you mess this up? Chris, Chris, hold on. Let me let me tell you because I can explain this. Because I had this conversation with Alex last week about this. Is so this movie is basically two movies jammed into one, and both halves are done very poorly. <laughs> um, there's either the Calum Lich story, which is you know obviously Michael Fassbender. It's the modern day story where Basically, you get half the movie. That, that's that's basically it. Is uh, you you kind of get Calum's origins, which you kind of know why he got to Abstergo and all that. And then right when you start to dive into his motives and kind of what his experiences, they're kind of like. Hey, remember this other story going on? There's some bad guys. We gotta go do something. Um, and Calm just is kind of like, I guess I gotta, you know, get the bad guys because they're the bad guys. Um, and while it it really builds off the uh, enfranchised players, basically, is like the idea is that this is a story that enfranchised players would understand completely. Because they understand that this is just a story within a, a deep understanding. Who already know who the Templars and the Assassins, what the bleeding effect is, and what's the point of the apple to eat it and all that jazz. But 
that's not who who's gonna go see this movie. These are gonna be people who'll be like, "Hey, I heard of Assassin's Creed. What's all this Assassin's Creed all about?" I think this movie should have either been a movie just about Calum, Calum, Cal, and you know, instead of ending at this basically this this first clash between the assassins and the Templars, which could have served as a very good middle section of the movie where, you know, they get the apple back and now they got to figure out what the deal with this is. And then it can lead to a really cool climax where it's basically the assassins are trying to find a way to protect it. The Templar are trying to get it. And it's this cool cat and mouse game that you, you end up getting. Instead, they chose to kind of do a different thing where we jump into Aguilar, who's basically on the back end of his life. Now, who just is kind of doing something. And I don't know how you felt about this, Chris and Alex, but I actually liked everything that took place in the past, but there just wasn't any of that there. Like, in the past, you knew who the villains, you knew who the heroes were, you um, you had an understanding for the most part, except for you just didn't know what any of the characters' motivations were. Um, you, I, I kind of, I kind of agree in the sense that if it had just taken all of the information and conflict from the modern day yeah. and brought that to the like past, and yeah. then just still had the same adventure, it would have been at least more fun, more entertaining. Yeah. I think everything that took place in in the past when they were, you know, when you have Michael Fassbender or Marion Cotillard speaking, you know, you know, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Renaissance era Spanish, and they're you know, and you get it in this beautiful background of the of the Spanish, the Spanish Inquisition, and everything. <laughs> you can really tell a fun story in a era of time that people have an idea of, and you can really tell that story through the eyes of basically an assassin, which I think could be really interesting. It plays off the um, it plays off the mythology really well. You can establish who the good guys and the bad guys are very much more easily because, you know, in, in the 1500s, kind of, it was pretty obvious who was good and who was bad, you know? Bad guys trying to are trying to kill everybody. Good guys trying are trying to protect as many as they can. You know what I mean? Um, and and they, they kind of made it really straightforward in the very beginning with that opening carriage chase where they're trying to protect uh, this prince from the bad guys. And uh, the really cool thing is that um, you end up fine, and then, you know, they kind of just, like, don't do it. They did a whole story that involved the prince and, you know, and whatever, you know, they got to do. Or, you know, even if they want to jump around in his, around the Spanish, the Spanish Inquisition and have all that fun with that, it, that would have been just fine. You just, you gotta, you gotta keep it straight, straight, though. You know what I mean? Okay. And Go ahead. There was probably maybe a half hour of material in in the past, and I think that half hour of material was the only interesting part of the movie. And the entire modern day story was just kind of pointless. It was just like, well, why do I care? I don't care. But if we had this, if we already had had a whole movie all about Aguilar and all that, and then they established, hey, you guys know Aguilar, you know all this fun stuff. Here's the guy from the modern day story who's related to him, and now you can kind of do a really fun mirror movie. A little bit. I do sort of feel like 
everything that happens in the past is like this fun adventure thing and then everything that happens in the future is like here's this uh, like very conceptual philosophic idea about what you're doing and what your character's going through and it's like no we just want to see him chase people and murder and jump off buildings for uh, MacGuffin that's that's like all you want to watch is is this guy running around and killing people because of a MacGuffin like that that would have been a much more interesting, entertaining movie, I think, because I, I, I think like I mean, I mean, seriously, like we just got a movie last year about a group of superheroes running around trying to stop a guy from collecting six MacGuffins. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> American people just want to watch people fucking get killed. That's it. So, um, <laughs> to put this delicately, sure. I didn't like anything in this movie. Anything. Not even okay. the past. I can't think of anything that you liked in this movie at all. There's no, there's no merit in it at all. I could think of stuff that I would have done differently that I used to make the movie better in my head, but in what it was given me, no. I didn't honestly... Like, not even the past. I mean, the past... Yeah, sure, the fights are fine, but like... I think like, really beautiful. I, I don't think, think so. I disagree. I didn't like them. Chris, I think everything in the past is like choreographed perfectly. I, I really do. I think like the yeah. choreography That's and fine. the visuals in the past is beautiful. That's fine. Beautiful. I think the dialogue's fine too. It just the movie just fails because they don't take advantage of that at all. I think I think the editing is terrible. No, the editing is terrible. That's my thing. Sure. Oh. Sorry, Alex. But no, I'm just saying like the editing is awful. It doesn't matter how good the choreography is. It's yeah. just there are moments where they're doing a fight and then all of a sudden it'll cut to something happening in modern times for like a half a second. There's no there's no time for the brain to process what it saw, but it knew it saw something in a completely different context of the story it's watching in that second. So I yeah. remember like what ha- what was that? Wait, what am I watching? Like uh, the editing is terrible. Just it makes everything look bad. Yeah. It's just like that's what that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like. It's so like I couldn't so yeah sure probably it was choreographed fine I couldn't yeah. tell what was happening because I because like the editing was like it reminded me of Wanted um it's just, it's with such a frenetic at such a frenetic pace but Wanted was yeah. so much more entertaining so I can remember Wanted I I can remember stuff that happened in Wanted like. The whole rats and the peanut butter and him crashing through the window and all that. Well, this movie is like a combination of Wanted and Sucker Punch. It's crazy. I'm looking at who the editor is, and the editor is a great editor. This is the guy who did Moneyball. This is also the guy who did A Quiet Place. So, I don't know. I don't know how much he had control of his editing room, then that's the... Just, it, it, it may be that this is a, a chop job and they had a lot of material and they had him cut it down to a certain size and so the length of which he wanted his action scenes to go is cut in half so yeah. it just doesn't look right. Yeah. It's funny though because this movie is like just over an hour and a half. This is this is like an hour and, fi- this is like an hour and 40 minute movie. Basically. Yeah. Um this isn't even a two-hour movie. Like, this is a movie that should be two and a half hours very easily, 
and it should be two and a half hours in the past of interesting stuff. But it really feels like this was a two and a half hour movie that just got chopped to hell. Okay, let I me let, cut some stuff out. Let me yeah. let me keep in the past here for just a little longer. Sure. Sure, yeah, I knew who the bad guys were and who the yes. good guys were. I don't understand the goal of the kid because in the first scene with the carriage, like, yes. they get the kid back, right? Am I wrong? They get the kid back. Yes. Then so, why in the next it- scene... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So why in the next two scenes after that is the boy still in their, like, is still in the Templar possession? What happened between that and then? Now, that comes back to your issue where there's too much time in the future to explain what's going on in the past because they make the past so redundant and there's stuff happening in the past that's really important that people care about more, but they go back to the future, which makes absolutely zero sense with the science and the hallucinations and and freaking Michael Fassbender going insane. He's like, I'm insane. I'm insane. (laughs) What in the world is this movie? He was very committed, though. That's the other thing. That, like, he, he no, 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 no. You want to know what this was? You know what this was? It was Venom, but much worse. So, Chris, what do you know about the Spanish Inquisition? Next to freaking nothing. That nobody inspects the Spanish Inquisition? Yeah, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Right. Um, <laughs> what Spanish do I need? The Spanish Inquisition was basically a giant coup d'etat by the Spanish church. Okay, what does this have to do with the movie? What? What what does this explanation have to do with the movie? I'm just curious. Uh, This movie takes place during the Spanish Inquisition. So So what do I need to know about the Spanish Inquisition? What? What do I need to know? Like, what does that have to do with my point? The church took a coup d'etat and they killed all the royalty. (laughs) Okay. So what does that have to do with my point is what I'm asking. So the prince is one of the royalty members who gets killed in the Spanish Inquisition. He's a real guy, Prince Ahmed de Granada. You mean the friar guy? No, the guy they were protecting in the first scene. Right. Still. And, still. And then, that is, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking. And the Templars are basically representing the church. So the idea is that the Templars are the church in this situation and that they're just, like, killing people, basically. Like, left and right. They're like, they're like kind of blackmailing the Sultan into giving up this apple, and they're doing it under the pretense of the Spanish Inquisition. Hold on. That's basically what it is. I'm not asking what the Spanish Inquisition is. I'm asking how did the Templars get the assassins into custody and the child back into their hands? That's what I'm asking. Between no, the carriage scene and the scene after that where they're being burned at the stake. They probably captured them at some. That's point. what I'm asking. I'm not asking why they're after the kid. I'm asking so how they got the kid. What I know is that, from what I'm reading, is that the opening of the movie takes place in 1492, and I know that the next scene that we see in the past is like five, ten years later. That doesn't sound right. It's 15th century, so it's at least eight years later. No. I don't buy it. This movie's this movie's broken. This movie has a broken timeline. I don't like it. No. That's a broken timeline. That kid did not look any different. That's just no, that's wrong. That's straight up wrong. I don't buy it. 
it is very confusing. So, like, so then there's that thing with the past. Then you have the future. This guy's on death row for killing a pimp. Okay. Yep. So now he's in this experimental freaking facility. <clears throat> and yep. so then so there's a point where, like, I don't even know what they were going at with this character, right? Mm-hmm. So... We, we don't even know that he killed a pimp till like, an hour, ten minutes in. Yeah. We don't know until, like, halfway through the movie. No joke. Um, it's not a very good movie. Like, what are they getting at? Is it that he's a good guy or a bad guy or that he's a crazy person or he's not a crazy person or that he or that he has daddy issues or something like that? I don't understand well, what's going on with him. I think it's that, that he has violence in his in his nature. It's in his genes. It's in his blood because of the whole assassin thing. But also, uh, we don't know the situation, so it could be like a taxi driver thing where he was protecting a, a young girl uh, from a pimp or that a pimp was trying to pick up some, like, tourist in New York and he saved her because he beat the, beat up the pimp but he accidentally murdered him because he pushed him in traffic or something. <laughs> yeah. Accidentally pushing into traffic. I love that method. And again, this this is half the reason why I think this movie should have been two separate movies because it could have given the these moments that their time in the sun to explain everything. Officer, I swear I I didn't I didn't push him into traffic. He just he just ran out there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> no, no. He just screamed. He just screamed that and pushed him out in the traffic. And I mean, we have five people witness it and record it with their phones. No, it wasn't me, know? officer. I swear. Well, so yeah, here's the interesting thing about this movie. So Fassbender wanted to make it. He yeah. got deep into the production of it, and they picked the guy who made Macbeth with him just the year before, who hasn't really made very many movies. He's made a few shorts. He's like, he's kind of an artsy guy. Um, yeah. And Macbeth is a really good use of $15 million, I'll tell you that much. Like, it, it's him and Marion Cotillard again, and it, they're really good in it. But uh, there is, uh, uh, we were talking about this before the podcast, like, this is the Zack Snyder effect where there's a lot of style and there's a lot of flash and there's a lot of like zip and boom and cinematic crafts but none of it is saying anything and the worst thing is none of it is saying anything that moves the plot forward like that's what I've come to realize about Batman vs Superman is like there's a lot of like crazy stuff in that movie but the worst thing is the the one scene doesn't go into the next that's like a movie on shuffle so it doesn't feel like anything is moving forward and I feel like the same thing is going on here like it just sort of things just sort of happen they're supposed to look cool and look good and you're supposed to have impact when things slow down but like at the end of the day it doesn't feel that way like I'm we're forgetting a bunch of stuff in this movie and I just watched it and I it's because I don't remember when certain things happened yep um then there's the whole deal with Marion with Marion Cotillard's character mhm so like she's a scientist who wants to dive into people's ancestry through their ancestors' memories and having them experience them through their ancestors' eyes. Um, so then what happens is um, she... So Callum has this moment of, 
uh, like from the ethereal plane, where all these were this entire like, not even. No, I just thought about that. I said this earlier. Like it was from his lineage. Not even from his lineage. There were literally assassins there that had nothing to do with him. And case in point being an assassin that looks like Marion Cotillard, who was probably her mom, I think is what she said. So, what happens is, she gets dragged away. She gets taken to the whole um, showing of the apple and she meets with Cal, and Cal's like, you know you just can't walk away from this. You started this whole thing. Um, you know what happens next. And then he walks away, and he slits um, her, her, her father Jeremy Irons' uh, throat. She's just like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. Then she walks away, I was like, wait a minute. Now stop. Is she going to... Because of the whole anti-aggression thing that she's on, that she's going to go and... Uh, become the thing with she's gonna be the Templar leader or is she gonna escape and I don't even what what was she supposed to be again like can you snap me out of this like I swear there was something there and I just couldn't extrapolate it to the degree that I was supposed to if at all I can't really figure it out too much myself it reminded me of glass a lot in that ending I feel like she was on her way up to the top and did want to go to the top. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I don't know, because it seemed like she hated her father at the end and then let him go because she was either a peaceful person who was nonviolent or just wanted him, her father to die so she could be the head of the company. And then it happened and she's like, I'm upset that my father's dead, so... I want to take over the company, and I'm going to find him for me personally. Now it's personal, and it's like, what? Yeah. You just spent this whole movie trying to help the man that just killed your dad, and at the end, you... <laughs> oh, my God. This movie's so slow, and it's so stupid at the same time. Those are the worst ones. Yep. <laughs> at least stuff happened in Suicide Squad. Did it, though? Did it? Not right. No, Not things really. happened. I remembered the bar scene. Because I thought that was genuinely funny. No. Nothing. In this movie. Therefore, Suicide Squad was better. Yeah, it's not very memorable. So. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, once again, Jeremy Irons is wasted. Um, yep. I now understand why you put D and D on there, um, on the wheel. Oh, you don't, you do not know. He is not wasted in Dungeons and Dragons. I'll tell you that much. He's not good, but he's very fun. He's he's chewing scenery left and right in that movie. He is the opposite of what he's doing here. He is oh, well, all then. over the place. It's great. <laughs> we get the full Jeremy Irons effect um, on this show. So, um. What else is there I, I to talk like about? He, I feel like it's very interesting because this is an entire like crew and cast that just came off a movie that critics liked that was successful for how small it was. They had they all had ideas about how they wanted this to go. They in fact like pulled the script aside when they realized it was something that was against their vision, and they all got together like Marion Cotillard, um, 
uh, Fassbender and the director all got together and were like, we're going to figure this out. And I, I feel bad because I think the biggest issue is they took everything too seriously. Yeah. And they went like urethral about it and philosophical with it. And it's like, no, that's not what this is supposed to be yet. You can't just like throw characters in and then let them be, um, just sort of like symbols for what you want to talk about, but don't really give it a story for And then on top of that, I think whatever their full vision was, was absolutely edited down. Like, I think there's stuff that's cut out of there that would probably solve a lot of issues. But, um, yeah, it just feels like they took this too seriously, which is sad because it seemed like they all cared about it too much. Yeah. I think there really could have been a good movie out of this. I just think that, like, it was executed horribly. This is such a betrayal of the franchise. I've played most of the games. I'm like, one, two, three, Black Flag. Um, what else? And then I played a little bit of Odyssey. And then I played a little bit of Syndicate. Um... Just, I've played these games enough to know what's what, going on. What's going on, right? This. God. This is such a betrayal. Like this, I genu- I actually genuinely believe this movie could have been good yep. if they had followed the series formula and stayed in the past. Well, I think they wanted to tell a modern day story because that's kind of what fans expect. But I think that they need to spend more time in. I think the past is what's important. I think players right. love the characters from the past. They don't care about the modern day player. They want allusions to the modern day and they want to see what's going on with it. And they'd like some kind of conclusion. But what they really want is they 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 want to fall in love with these characters of the past. And I think you that. The fans could have fallen in love with Aguilar if they had just been given the time to fall in love with him. The 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 the, the modern day story should have been the B story. Yes. It should have been treated as such. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um. Visual effects? I didn't notice any. The movie was moving too fast. <laughs> Um, why? Some might, some might say that's a good thing, but why? I don't know. Um, Callum's dad did what he did, and what happened happened. I don't know why. I don't know why they had to do what they had to do. It doesn't make uh, any sense to me. I don't know why though. The mother had to die. I don't get it. Just, none apparently, of it. her death had something to do with protecting the egg or knowledge of the egg. So the husband had to kill her. But he knew Apparently. too! I'm sorry? He knew too! So why didn't he just off himself? I think maybe she knew more. I may, like, they apparently have both been through the machine. So my guess is they were, she was getting closer and closer to figuring it out. Realized that they were doing this for the Templar. And then she asked her husband to kill her and that the husband was going to flee. But my guess is 
he killed her, he fled, and then they got to him eventually and then used him until the point that his mind was kind of turning into mush. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. It's not, it's not very clear. Again, it's not very clear, but I say it, what is clear is that she made a sacrifice to the point that she literally pushed the blade in her own neck. So Ugh. my guess is she knew more than the dad. They were going to get to it eventually. So she asked him to kill her, and that's why she did it. Um, technically, this movie could have been more. I do like some of the. I do like some of the some. I do like some of the uh, cinematography, but when it got when it was going fast, they turned the shutter speed down, and everything just looked like so like uh, I can't even. It looks so staticky to me. It just when everything was moving so fast, and I literally hurt my eyes. I'm just like, you're moving fast, but you're moving slow at the same time, and it's breaking me. I can't look at this right now. It's just, and plus, and plus, and plus, the everything just looked like bland. Am I wrong? The way it's the way the, the way the color on way the way it's colored is just bland. It is like Zack Snyder. It is kind of like Zack Snyder, except with a little more color. This had more color than a Zack Snyder film. I will say that. Uh, Zack Snyder, I think, is a great imagist. I think he's a visualist. Like I, I, you could pause one of his movies and really do like can spend a long time looking at the image. You're not gonna find anything to talk about or really think about outside of this. Just looks great. And I think that there are a lot of good-looking images in this in Assassin's Creed, but I also don't think it like has the same quality. I don't know what touch Snyder has, but he does have like a magical touch that people don't seem to have. But he also doesn't know how to tell a story worth a damn. And he really doesn't have a story filled with characters I care about. So that's the problem. <laughs> it's sort of like having like the best singer in the world. But like he's surrounded by the worst songwriters ever. You just described like eighty percent of the movie music makers today. <laughs> um, not, not, Lady, not describing Lady Gaga though. Okay. What? Cool. Um, the music was like just the same note over and over. Um. Apparently done by the director's brother. Okay. Um, Should have gotten Lauren Balfe. Knows more about the franchise than anybody else. Um, yeah. He does. Whoops. Um, otherwise, yeah, I did not like this movie. Um, what do I grade this thing? Uh, well, let me ask you this before you grade it. Okay. What would you say you'd watch again? Sahara or this? Sahara! <laughs> Sahara! Not even close! Come on! Are you kidding me? Bad. I would say I would say Sahara too, but I feel like they're in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, I feel like in Sahara they were actually trying, though. This movie, this feels like they just were like, 
Okay. Okay, okay. I guess they were trying, if if all accounts are to be believed. But, like, this movie... I guess this movie turned out worse than Sahara. I feel like Sahara was more fun, and I can remember it better. And I have fonder memories of it than I do Assassin's Creed. I feel like it was just, like, I feel like Sahara was just the adventure movie that this movie was just failed to be. Or was supposed to be, but it just, they decided to go in a different direction. It's a possibility. I feel, I feel like Sahara, I feel like Sahara is like a, like a puzzle that someone gives you that's like five pieces and you figure it out like right away, but the image is cool. You're like, okay, like the image is great, but I feel kind of stupid because it was five pieces and it took me five seconds to put it together and you gave this to me. I'm an adult. But then like, <laughs> the other movie, the Assassin's Creed is like this really big puzzle that's really hard to put together and it's like frustrating and boring and like also the image is not something you care about. It'd be like putting together a puzzle piece of, of a thousand pieces of like a picture of your spleen post-surgery. <laughs> see this and also it's really tough to do uh, I don't want to figure out this movie anymore it's not fun this isn't fun can we do something fun okay um we doing a good movie after this then I'm sorry that I don't know I, we'll get to it just a second um what do I, what do I grade <laughs> Great, this thing what I would say I don't know. You guys go first. I don't know. I'm stuck between D. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm stuck between D minus and F plus. I'm gonna give this thing a passing grade. Let's just go with that. I, I'm gonna give it um, because it really does seem like everybody involved was trying. They yeah. just were trying after a vision that wasn't a good vision. Just yeah. very misguided. Um, everybody was. So I would probably give it a passing grade but uh, for effort but it's also not very good um, so I would say probably a D or a D plus ooh that's that's just, that just that just seems too generous to me I, I honestly watched watching the actors watching the moments watching how the like scenes played out watching how it was shot I was like these people think they're making something epic but then they also have no idea what they're making their film about. It's like the, they're like, this moment needs to say something. And then someone was like, what do you want it to say? And the director was like, get that guy out of here. He's screwing up my process. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's screwing up my process. <laughs> I get the light, light makes it cool. It's like, yeah, but like, what did you want it to say? Get that guy also out of here. He's screwing up my guy. Like, I don't want it to say. Get them out of here. It's just large. This is two large guys in suits and sunglasses. They're just, like, arm in arm, just, like, dragging him out. And then, like, he finishes the scene, and the camera pans down this long hallway, and the lights are flickering, and then he looks at the camera, and he's like, let's go. And then he turns around, and, like, everything flashes around, including the camera, and everyone's like, all right, cut. And he's like, I made art. <laughs> I made art. Um, like, yeah, it looks great, but like, what did? It, what are you trying to? What are you trying to do? Yeah. Got film theory in there, buddy. So, Zach, 
Zach, what do you give it? I mean, I'm not giving this thing a passing grade. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, well, then, what are you giving it, then? I, I don't know. A super F minus? Ooh! A, 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 a F minus plus ultra? I don't know. Like... <laughs> It's no, it's, it's boring. Not. It's boring, and it it really is a spit in the face I, to it, the franchise as a whole. I don't know if I'd say it's a spit in the face. It's just it's boring. It's no, it's it, it's a spit in the face. It's a black eye. I, I I just it's so damn boring. That's the only problem here. Is just Zach. Yeah. Worst game. Oh, no, no, no. Worst piece of media in Assassin's Creed. Unity or this? Oh, no. 100% this. Like, despite all all the issues with Unity from, like, a developer standpoint, it's actually a solid game. (laughs) All right. Like, if you've actually played Unity, like, now, now that, like, all the mods are out and the game's been out and it's been patched now, like, it's actually a solid game. F minus plus ultra. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like... <laughs> I'm going to go F plus. They were really... Tr- I'm not going to give it a straight F or... I'm not going to go as low as F minus. There's a, it's a sloppy F minus. But... They were... I can recognize the effort. Like it reminded me it actually reminded me of Venom but I but this was so much worse than Venom I know this. It was so much worse than Ven- than Venom. Um so I yeah, I'm going to go F+. Like I have to take into account of my interest in the franchise and the way it represents it and just the way it's structured as a movie. And just the execution of everything from music to um, editing to script. Like, Marion Cotillard can't go, like, like can't go, like, half a sentence without saying the word, without, without saying Cal's name. Um, Cal. 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 Hey, Cal. How you doing, Cal? Um, that's the thing, Cal, and that's the other thing, Cal. Um, hey, Cal, remember when we told you this thing that we didn't tell you? Cal? Yeah. Cal. What? Cal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well. I just couldn't, like, I couldn't, like, and I couldn't look at it for more than, like, five seconds when things were going crazy. So, I got I gotta give it an F+. plus. I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. So, um... Assassin's Creed. Don't watch it. Play the games. Um, so, okay. We don't have a plan. We don't... We didn't really establish what we were going to do after this. So... Do we want to do the good wheel again? I'm okay with whatever. I think we could go good wheel again. 
Okay, if you want to do the good wheel again, that's fine. I, I could do the good wheel again. Do we have suggestions? For a good wheel? For the good wheel, yes. We had Dread on the back burner oh. forever, so I'm going to keep... I'm going to... I'm, that's my pick. Is what? Dread. Dread. Yeah. Interesting. Um... So... I actually want to suggest a movie that I don't know if you or Alex have seen. And it's a very good movie. And it's a movie that I took a lot of influence from when working on my senior seminar film. Okay. Song of the South. No, not Song of the South. Boku no Piku. What? Boku no Piku. Uh... Uh, <laughs> paprika. Paprika. Yep. Never heard of it. That name sounds familiar. It is Satoshi Kon's masterpiece. It's also a seasoning. Uh, it's Can also a movie that. that directly influenced Inception. Okay, let me Google it here. Paprika. Is it P A or P E? Uh, it's spelled just like the spice. Okay. A- anime? Yes, it is an anime. Anima! Okay. Uh, Paprika. And then mine, mine would be Fight Club. Okay. Ooh. Paprika. I'd say we three-choice we three wheel spin. Three-choice wheel spin. All right, coming up. Uh, let me get to it here. Stand by. Decision wheel. Decision roulette. Hey. Wow. We got a new wheel spinner. Um, I know, right? Hey, buddy, you got dark podcast voice. Welcome to the Mush Trophy Podcast. What are you, Batman? What's up, man? Um, you seem pretty cool. Do you, have, do you have a voiceover agent? I'm the Doom guy. The Doom guy? Doom. Oh, the Doom guy. I'm actually, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought of a bad joke. I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> Sounds like you're a guy who dresses up like a bad at night, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm actually Lara Croft's uh, male doppelganger, Tom Brader. Your name Bruce Wayne, too? Nobody got the Tom Brader joke. Okay. Um, no, I did. I mean, yeah, Tom. He just he just came in with something right after it. <laughs> okay. So what was it? Uh, I had dread because it was on the back burner forever. Um, yep. Then Fight we had Club paprika, and, and then you wanted Fight Club. Fight Club and, yeah. and then I said paprika. Paprika. Can't wait to do Santa Um. So then there was a... Uh, right, uh, Fight Club. Fincher! Um, okay. So Dread, Paprika, and Fight Club. Here we go. Yep. God, all three of these movies are like... <laughs> it's spinning. Spinning. Settling. Mm-hmm. Settling. Here it mm-hmm. goes. Stopping and... 
Paprika. Sweet. Another animated movie to the list. Yeah, that's first anime. First anime, yeah. Um, this that? is a good one. I think you guys will like this. This movie is like really trippy and. Ah! It, it, the movie Stand by! What? Sorry, there was a very, very loud ad. Super trippy. It uh, it is a movie that Inception took direct influence from. There are literally scenes from Inception that were pulled straight from this movie. Um, there is um, a lot of Inception's like whole concept comes from this movie. Um, this director uh, also had movies that directly influenced uh, movies like. Um, Oh god. Uh what's it called? Um shoot. I forgot what it's called. Uh Park. Um uh, no, not, no, 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 no. It's the really famous drug movie from the nineteen from nineteen ninety nine. Um Train No. Bad boys? No. It's the movie about the kids who are on drugs. Kids? Goonies? No, um... Oh, oh, um... Attack the Block? Uh, I know what you're talking about now. Um, Darren Aronofsky's movie, Record for a Dream? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Satoshi Kon directly influenced Darren Aronofsky's Requiem for a Dream. Uh, he, with, uh, Paranoia Agent and Perfect Blue, which are, like, two really trippy movies that just, like... I don't even know how to explain some of these movies. Like, just stuff happens, and you're, you're just all along for the ride. That's awesome. Okay. Okay, so it sounds going to be visually fun and interesting and also enticing on so many other cinematic levels, but I really need yeah. to know, like, like seriously, does it have boobies? Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So it is an anime. Um, okay, so the good list as it is right I'm now. I'm not going to say that because I knew Chris was going to make that joke. <laughs> so a judgmental joke of course so um the good wheel as it is now yes looper yep. clueless the yep. incredibles wait so, you said clueless right clueless yes okay the incredibles okay surf's up surf's up please for the love of god treasure planet who um, wants to do it? I have not that. gotten the movie I wanted to do. Chris, you are aware that if we hit Treasure Planet, I'm getting my 30 minutes of like... You, you are aware that we hit Sahara. You just didn't know it was bad until we watched it. <laughs> I haven't gotten a movie that I wanted in such a long time. Chris wants... wants. I need <laughs> this. Okay, um, Tin Tin. Sure. Hardcore Henry. That'd be great. I think okay. we all want that. Um, Heat. Yep. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yep. The first Independence Day. Okay. The one in 96. Um, okay. The Big Lebowski. Yep. Labyrinth. Yep. Dogma. Okay. Dogma. Not I kind of want us to hit Dogma, going to be honest. I think, Chris, you will love Dogma. It is so funny. Especially since um, Kevin Smith is making the Jay and Silent Bob reboot right now, and it's really great. Dogma. I think you'll like 
I think you'll like it. Very much, very much, very curious about dogma. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's spin this wheel. Let's see what we get. All right, spinning now. My speaker's working overtime. Up, uh, up. Uh, damn it. Um. <gasps> dude, dude, dang it. What is it? Ladies and gentlemen, the next movie on the Measure Movie Podcast is The Big Lebowski. Yes. Wow. I get to tell personal stories. This is a good one. You're getting ten minutes then. Uh, that's fine. I only need a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested. This, I'm interested in this, Chris. You're gonna have a lot of questions. I think. Oh, Great. This isn't like um, a Pulp Fiction oh no. This is like a... No, no, no. This is like really funny stuff. This is like a... It's pretty close. This is a curious oh no. You know what I'm saying? Um, so... Big Lebowski. To, to, entice you, uh, to entice you to think about this movie a little bit. Um, I went to school in Moorhead, Minnesota, which happens to be the same place that one of the main characters in The Big Lebowski is from. Uh, Bunny Lebowski is a, uh, is a, uh, is from a place called uh, Moorhead. She went to Moorhead High School in Moorhead, Minnesota. And uh, every year in Moorhead, we had Bunny Lebowski bowling night. So we'd go to the local bowling alley and we'd go bowling and they play The Big Lebowski and it would be a ton of fun. It almost was on Independence Day. It almost landed on Independence Day. I thought we already saw Independence Day. The second one! Oh, yeah. These are not interchangeable. One was fun, the other sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think, Chris, that um this is this is a very fun movie. It's very funny. Yeah. It's it's comedy. Another pop culture hit. Um I would probably say that uh, it's going to be confusing and you're going to be confused but just continue to go with it with an open mind and that's it I would there's a part of me that almost wanted to watch the movie twice in preparation it's weird and it's so great but, but I also like because here's the thing like my sister a little bit ago had never seen this and then some guy was like you should watch it so she did and she watched it and she came back to my place and she was like you know what I thought it was okay and then we all started talking about it and then we kept talking about it and then a half an hour later we were still talking about it and she goes you know what I really want to watch it again like right now <laughs> so there's a part of me that feels like first of all it's Oops. an incredibly rewatchable movie like the more you watch it the more little things you find in it but it, it's it's confusing but it's meant to be it's very funny but it's not like you won't see the jokes coming. It's not like set up punchline for a sitcom. It, they're very simple. They're very character based, and they just sort of come without you realizing it. But it's a very silly, mysterious movie that um, just kind of wears its heart of weirdness on its sleeve. John Goodman also created one of the greatest memes with this movie. It's the guy, the guy with the, the John Goodman with the beard holding the gun. That's from Big Lebowski. Am I the only one around here who gives a about the rules? I do remember that clip. Yeah. That clip's funny. Yep. Yep. That is Big Lebowski. Yeah. Yep, that is Big Lebowski. That is like one of the few jokes from the Big Lebowski that are like very key 
and it's really, really funny. And that's that's actually it's funny because that that reference and that that is kind of a good example of what the humor of this movie is like. This isn't not, it, dude. It's bold. It was the humor of this movie is, but I would say that it is. It it just is what it is without any desire to be anything else. And as long as you accept that, you will have a a, a fun time. Yeah. You can just kind of roll with this movie, and you don't worry too much about what it's trying to do. You just actually enjoy this movie. Okay, two Wait. hours. That's nice. Okay. Um. So yeah. Okay, Big Lebowski. We're doing that. And then we're doing another bad movie after that. Because that's just how it goes. And then I'll decide whether or not we do a series after that. I don't know. Okay. I actually think this is one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies, I'm going to be honest. So we go from one... So in terms of the good movies, we go from one pop culture hit to another. Um, Yeah. So... I get to be one of the cool people. Why am I getting a bad thing on Anchor? I should be able to access this website free of discretion. Anyway, so Big Lebowski. Um, yeah. We're going to do it. I'm going to do it. And you're going to listen yeah. to me talk about it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. Um, so next time, Big Lebowski. And then after that, I don't know. And then after that, I know even less. So, okay. So, without anything, there's nothing else, then we're going to head out of here. So, take care, everybody, and um, the dude. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. Dude, the bats.